0: And now it's time for the Techie You Drive at 5 with Robin Vauters and Dan Taylor. Let's do this. Well, all right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the tech You Drive at 5. I am your host, Dan Taylor. And as always, I'm joined by the bassist and mastermind behind Pink Floyd, Roger Waters. And we are the George you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 18 of the Drive at 5. And coincidentally there are only 16 days left until Christmas so on that note I'm gonna wish Mr Waters a Merry Christmas right now Roger how's things how are you I'm good I'm good thank you Dan how are you I'm very good sir do you know what uh I mean not that I'm counting or anything but uh, as of the 21st of December at 4 p.m Greenwich Mean Time DT is out for the holidays and I am very much very very much looking forward to it so On that note, I will say to all of you PR people and startups that are sending us news this week, especially announcements that begin with today, I wish you the best of luck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is really, really uh, notable, isn't it? Like this week, just like a a flood of news coming in before the holidays. Uh, I feel like next week is also going to be busy, but then it will trail off for a bit. So enjoy your holidays.
0: Yes. The end of the year push is definitely on, but i will say and and i'm sure you'll agree with me robin this was the week of atomico i mean there were a ton of news stories that came out this week but none other dominated the headlines more than atomico here at tech eu we uh we uh well we got early access i'm not gonna lie we got early access to the report and we read that thing up and down and we all kind of said okay you know what this is way too big for any one person to do so let's split it up and we we uh we all took our our parts analyzed it dug into it but robin you had the uh the dubious honor of, of uh, providing the highlights of the whole thing. Break it down for me. What are some of your top takeaways?
1: Yeah, happy to go into that. Uh, first, uh, first, I wanted to say that Atomico like, always puts that much work into it, and so much effort into this report. Uh, so really kudos to them. Uh, I always feel a little, a little bit bad for them that they have to release it like end of November, beginning of December, because that means they kind of miss a few weeks of news. So they're always sort of uh, slightly uh, behind the curve. If that makes sense, because the day after we got like the half billion round from a- a- AIMRIDE, which you're going to talk about. Um, but OK, like it's a very, very good state of European tech uh, report. It looks at uh, some really big numbers. As you said, uh, we had access to the report, so we dug into it um, quite intensively. I pulled an almost all uh, uh out of the the publication because I really wanted to go uh, through all of like the small sections as well, not just the takeaways. Uh, And from that, I posted my own takeaways. There were 16 in total. Uh, I'm not gonna go over all of them, but I'll I'll highlight some. Um, So first of all, uh, we had, so what Atomico talks about in the report, and also a lot of the coverage kind of follows them in that, but I don't agree with it per se, is that it was a tale of two halves, right? Like you had the first half of the year, which was good, and the other half of the year, which wasn't good. Because of a global downturn, uh, I mm. don't think that's necessarily one hundred percent correct. I think it's more. Um, I think it's safe to say that there were two parts to the year. I think more like the first quarter of twenty two uh, was still relatively good because a lot of the deals that were made and negotiated. Um, in 21, were announced sort of in the first quarter, and then in the second quarter, mm. you started to see a trail off. Um, you know, after the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the energy crisis, etc. Um, then you started to see it trail off. Um, according to them, that really happened over the summer, uh, but the reality is like it started much earlier, uh, before the deal. These deals were being made and announced. So there's always a, always a lagging indicator. Um, but okay, so with that out of the way, uh, the numbers say that we had $103 billion invested into European tech last year. Uh, this year, we're going to see a drop to about $85 uh, billion that they've projected. So we'll see how much the total comes out. Um, but that's a steep drop. Right? That, that's, if those numbers pan mm-hmm. out, that's an 80% decrease. Um, so that's that's a big drop, either way you slice it. Then again, if you look back five years, 10 years, maybe even 15 years, I mean, 2021 was an outlier was a really, really big outlier, like mm. huge rounds, huge valuations, unicorns all over the place. Um, and now you could sort of see the effect of having a global correction, which was going to happen either way. Uh, it happened very abruptly and happened very, very um, rapidly because of uh, everything that's been going on on a macroeconomic level. Uh, but the reality is that 21 was just an extraordinary year, record breaking in all the, uh, all the ways that you can imagine. Uh, and now we see a slowdown. But if you compare it to 20, two, well, sorry, 2020 and 2019, the numbers are still quite solid. Uh, In fact, the 22 total, so for this year, is still going to be more than the totals of 2019 and 2020 put together, which was around $81 billion. So if you look at it through that lens, it wasn't actually that bad a year. Uh, But then again, we're not there yet. 23 is going to have a very, very rough start of the year. So we're not at the woodworks yet. Uh, In fact, it's going to be tough times, probably the Throughout the year as well in 23. Uh, so we'll see what the numbers look like at the end of next year. But I think it's going to be a really, really difficult year for tech in general uh, and including for European tech. Any comments on that?
0: I agree. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I had the uh, uh, honor of attending Atomico, uh, did an event over at the BAFTA, which is uh, stunning stunning venue very, very 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 cool to you know you walk in and there's to your right is the steven spielberg projector room so it was uh, kind of set the tone uh where they where the uh atomico gave us uh, some of their highlights which was very interesting but on my side of things i took a look at the vc sector uh specifically the fundraising portion and it it was it was interesting because you know the 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 high line number is that, oh, dry powder reach uh, levels reach record high of forty four billion. But then when you keep reading, you realize, oh, wait, this data comes from Invest Europe, which is notoriously slow at putting out their information. And so that that forty four billion was at the end of twenty twenty one. And now we talked to Atomico, and they said, "Well, yes, of course. We we actually expect this number to be much larger." Uh, and Invest Europe usually releases their figures around May or June of that year, so we'll keep an eye on that. I found it quite interesting. The number uh, was—it's particularly important because I think that you know most investors, while they do have a global mandate, uh, they tend to invest. If you if you look deeply enough, they tend to invest in their own backyard. It, it makes sense. It's logical. And so what that means is that uh, one thing that that jumped out at me is that Southern Europe and Central and Eastern Europe, as you might expect, saw the largest gains in the amount of dry powder, uh, which is 3X and 2.7X respectively. And for the first time ever, the Nordics and the UK and Ireland saw a decrease of dry powder, 11% and 10% respectively. Now, what that tells me is that's not to say that Southern, Southern Europe and the CE region are winning, and that the Nordics and the UK and Ireland are losing. In fact, it might just be the opposite uh, because investors are finding opportunities to pour money into in the UK and Ireland and the Nordics, whereas uh, Southern Europe and CEE counterparts didn't, hence the stockpiling of capital. So it's, it's a bit weird. When you, when you go in and you read the report, it's, it, you kind of have to keep your, your, your perspective glasses on, right? Because if you read it section by section, it can be, ooh, this is bad. But when you pull out and and look at the overall uh, scene, it's actually not a not a bad thing. Uh, likewise, in that section, uh, as we would expect, and as you mentioned, Robin, you know things are slowing down. The first half of 2020 saw on par levels of investment, but uh, as you mentioned, H two took a decidedly different turn, uh, and this pace uh, slowed. Pace seems to be a consensus, as nearly three quarters, seventy one percent of the larger funds surveyed said that they expected to execute fewer deals than initially anticipated. There's
1: lots of capital to deploy. There's no no question about it. Um, there's going to be more capital to deploy down the line. Um, but I mean, the fact that they're holding back a little bit, um, you know, they're sort of doubling down on their existing portfolio companies, the winners. Um, Not making as many investments, as big investments or as fast investments as they used to um, Mm. doesn't mean that there's no capital. There's, um, as you pointed out, there's lots of dry powder. Um, There's going to continue to be lots of dry powder to deploy. Um, So, I mean, the fundamentals are strong. It's a mature ecosystem at this point. Uh, It's going to bounce back. We only don't know when it's going to bounce back, how long it's going to take and what's going to happen in the meantime, how, how painful it's going to be. Mm. Um, but one, one other interesting observation I had from the report is that uh, U.S. investors are also pulling back. Um, they had lots of appetite in European tech in 22, uh, 2020, 2021, um, but that's decreased uh, quite a bit. Notice, notable decline of 22% in the number of active U.S. investors uh, in those rounds. And those are largely lo- uh, late stage investments, right? So. Um, that's also one of the the observations that we had is that the mega rounds, you know, hundred million dollars or more, uh, there were a total of that of 133, I think, um, mm. uh, in the first half of 2022, uh, and then it fell back uh, tremendously in the second half uh, of the year. We only saw 37, right? So that's a that's a really big drop, and it's going to take a while for these monster financing rounds to return, especially if the U.S. investors sort of, you know. Um, Mm. stop investing in European tech, at least for a while. Uh, That also means that there's less unicorns. I mean, the European unicorn factory has stalled. Uh, I don't want to say it's broken down because it will bounce back. It will come back eventually. But the valuations are under pressure quite a lot. Uh, We only saw about um, 31 unicorns. Uh, I think there's going to be another one announced uh, either this week or next week. I forget, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, But I think we'll end up with 32 or 33 unicorns. Uh, But that's, of course, a lot less than the 105 that we had in 2021, right? So Absolutely. If, if, you, if you take that as a benchmark, I don't think it's the best one, but if you take it as a benchmark, then it's really, really a, a massive, massive drop.
0: And you know what, Robin, you, you, you just stole my thunder a little bit there because we both know about that unicorn announcement that's coming out next week. I Man, I, as soon as I saw that, I was, I'm on this story. I'm, gonna, I'm grabbing <laughs> this one. Let me make some phone calls. Uh, so stay tuned, folks. If you're listening to us Friday at five, uh don't 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 count the uh, european unicorn factory quite out of the game yet uh next week you might want to tune in but uh moving on robin i mean speaking about the uh these uh mega rounds you live in belgium have you seen an ein ride on the road yet i haven't but i will
1: soon from judging by the news from last week i think a- right?
0: apparently right you know i'm i'm thinking that Einride. the minute i see one of these things on there it's going to cause a traffic accident and not you not so? not the vehicle itself, because I, I mean, if I was out driving a car, I, I would be rubbernecking the whole time. Like, Oh, my God, there is one, you know, there is there is one. folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, Einride is the future. It is the self-driving autonomous robo trucks, the ones, uh, uh, shall we say, helping truckers transition into a new future, uh, providing them <laughs> with an upskilling uh, opportunity.
1: I read somewhere that the US, the biggest profession in most states in the US is trucker
0: yeah you think that's correct i don't know for a fact but it, it sounds right to me i mean the you know like if, if you think about the the pandemic right if you think about uh logistics companies exploding i mean okay sure we, we've we got the stuff on the boats they go, they go where they go you get them at the port they, they're in a container and then where do they go they go on the back of a truck i mean the the trucking industry is is got to be massive right i mean all these goods moving around the world so fast as they do uh, last mile delivery. Well, how about like second to last mile delivery? Because yeah, exactly. second to last mile delivery is the trucking industry. And, you know, I guess for better or for worse, this is where Einride is stepping in, uh, and and looping this back to Mega Round. So this week, uh, they announced a half a billion dollar funding round, uh, which is aimed at securing the long term success of the company. As you pointed out, Robin, how painful the future might be. Well, Einride stepped up and said, Hey, let's, uh, let's put 500 million in the bank and just, uh, you know give us a little bit of extra runway to make sure that we're here to go the long haul see what i did there see what i did mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. if you look deeply or deep enough i should say at this half billion dollar funding round what it actually is is a combination of a series c round that total 200 million which included a 90 million convertible note raised earlier this year okay and a 300 million dollar uh, debt facility provided by Barclays, uh, which, interestingly, though, does represent the largest asset backed facility in heavy duty electric transport to date. I did put quotes around that. If you, yeah, that's a
1: pre- pretty narrow definition, but still, yeah, it,
0: it it is, it is. But it but it uh, it does say something to the fact that a major financial institution like Barclays is stepping up and saying, hey we believe in this We're, we'll we'll loan you 300 million uh so yeah i mean like i said when you break it down the number is not that eye-popping and and quite personally i think this might be a like a, a headline attention grab you know because the the mega rounds have been down so Einride said well hey let's just lump a bunch of money together and come out with a big headline uh so yeah i mean that was that was interesting it looks like Einride has got enough money in the bank now to uh, go the distance um, and as Robin pointed out, they like was it just last week, they announced a partnership with uh your greatest friend and mine, AB Inbev, world's <laughs> I think the world's largest producer of alcoholic stuff, fun I, stuff.
1: I wish I could say they were the largest brewery in the world, but I think it's Heineken. I think they're still number two.
0: Yeah. Speaking to the US market in October of 2022, uh Einride successfully completed a pilot on a US public road with its autonomous vehicle becoming the first company to receive approval to do so for a vehicle without a safety driver on board. So there we have it folks, the robots are coming. The robots will be delivering me beer soon. Back to you, Robin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, fantastic. But I, I really like the company. I like the, yeah. the culture there and the vibe. So I'm, I'm hoping to bring one of the founders uh, on our stage at the TechU Summit on 24 May and uh,
0: talking to them sorry, when is, when is the TechEU Summit? (laughs) (laughs) Every every week, folks, every week. Wednesday,
1: 24 May, 2023 in Brussels, Belgium, Europe, planet Earth.
0: Now, if I'm not there, what would I be? I should either be there or be round, be round. Oh, right. I I, I was working under the assumption that I would be square if I was not there.
1: No, no, just round.
0: Just round. Okay.
1: Speaking of rounds, let's uh, circle back to the, the Atomico report. How's that for a segue? Very um, nice. Let's circle back to the Atomico report. I do want to comment uh, a little bit more on the dry powder thing. Um, the report came out, you know, it said like 44 billion in, in venture capital. Uh, that was last year. This year is going to probably be more. But then this week, if you go over the headline numbers just for this week, there's proof of that, right? Like mm. one peak, the private equity firm, they, they had their Third fund closed at one billion dollars. Billion, yeah. Yeah, Billion with a B. And then Cavalry Ventures in Berlin, 160 million euros. Iris uh, that is aiming to raise 150 million euros for its fourth fund. Uh, Partech, also based in Paris, of course, is 120 million euro funds, seed funds as well. Then World Fund got a 50 million cash injection from, from the European Investment Fund. So. The news is not really slowing down when it comes to VCs raising funds. It's getting hard for emerging managers, solo GPs. Even though we had one with our Robin Hack announcing his new fund, uh, Robin Capital Fund One, it's called. Uh, but other than that, I think they're they're really struggling uh, in the current LP environment. But the big ones sure, certainly don't. Mm. Like the ones that have a proven track record, that have uh, you know big plans for the next five, ten years. They're really raising a large amounts of funding still
0: with robin hack coming out with robin capital i mean where does that leave you well i have to if i ever start a venture firm I'll, i can't you mean even when Capital anymore. i mean when? when you start your venture firm right <laughs> i'm not going to be able to call it robin capital so now i have to get creative waters that's too hard to say waters roger waters capital
1: pink yeah. floyd capital
0: pink floyd capital there it is well speaking of world fund custom cells do you know custom cells no i never heard of it yeah i, I didn't know who they were either but speaking of world fund uh, they put some money into a Fraunhofer Gesellschaft spin out that was, this week. It's really good. Thank well you. Done. Custom Cells. What they do, they are working on the next generation, again, big air quotes, of battery tech. How? Who knows? I mean, it's all like IP. They won't tell anybody, which is cool because uh, if you're going to make new stuff, you don't want to tell everybody how you're doing it. But this week, uh, World Fund, along with Porsche and a bunch of other folks, Uh, dumped 60 million into custom sales in a series A round, which is specifically looking at supporting the e-aviation industry. So I don't know about you, Robin, but uh, like, for example, I I think about this regularly. Every time I go to an airport, which is less and less these days, thankfully, you know, I'll, I'll take a Prius or a Tesla there, which is great. And then I sit in an airline lounge and I look at the carbon plumes coming out of the back of these airplanes. And I think, Okay, so I did my part with the electric vehicle there, but I'm about to go sit on an in inside an aluminum tube, which is going to dump a shed load of carbon out the back of it upon takeoff. So we do have uh, players in Europe, you know, uh, the all electric jet creator Lilium, who... Well, yeah, as we mentioned last week, it might not be going so well over there, but uh, there's a, a bunch of other players that are involved in the uh, burgeoning e-aviation industry. They only listed Lilium as one of their clients, but according to the company, they are talking with other, other undisclosed airlines, airplane manufacturers, transport and logistics firms about providing the power cells for e-aviation and also i have to add doing a little digging checking out the the site and and what they're up to uh it's not just e-aviation they're also working on marine solutions so all of those cargo containers that are coming across the ocean which we never see and we always forget about they are one of the biggest producers of uh burners of dead dinosaurs and so custom cells they're working on that too
1: I was just going to say, if that's the kind of thing you think about when you're sitting in airport launches, don't look into container ships and cruise ships and
0: the likes. I did look into container ships and cruise ships. And well, as it turns out, Custom Sales is working on that as well.
1: Nice. nice, Very Super good. interesting company. Thanks for bringing it up.
0: Robin, I think, look at look at the time, man. We are we are running, we, enough Atomico, right? I mean, uh, oh wait. No. you're going to talk. Robin, you got one more thing? I got one more thing, and it's about the Atomico report again. I mean, it's a mammoth <laughs> report.
1: How are we not going to talk about it for long? Four hundred and fifty charts. Four hundred fifty charts. One of them super concerning: diversity, no progress uh, at all. In fact, quite a setback when it comes to diversity. One of the biggest um, embarrassing things about the European tech space, in my opinion, um, which is that in 2019, two percent of funding went to women only founding teams 2020 we had 3% which you could call progress and then it fell back to 1% last year and again this year it's 1% and a little bit of a silver lining is that mixed teams so male female uh mm-hmm. went from 10% to 12% but that still means that 9 out of 10 funding rounds today go to male only founding teams and i think that's embarrassing and it shouldn't be that way and there should be more attention given to this. And even when women-only teams successfully close that financing round, they're still likely to receive less money than men-only teams. So there's there's a huge gap there and a huge discrepancy when it comes to the funding that's flowing to women. Uh, you know, you, you know that there's also a diversity problem in the VC world in the investment mm. space as mm. well as in the LP world. So it's uh, it's bad all around. Like it's bad whatever layer you look at. It's uh, it's horrible. So uh that's that's I think a big big stain on the European tech space.
0: I agree with you. And one of the things that I saw at the Atomico uh event a few days ago was their lead in video. They had a founder who was black. He said that a black founder in the UK was more likely to contract skin cancer than to receive funding for their startup. So kind of abysmal numbers. Uh Robin. Let's let's leave on a high note. I mean, this is this is a bit of a bummer, man. This is this is not a good state of affairs. What uh what are you doing for Christmas?
1: What am I doing for Christmas? I am joining uh, my parents and my girlfriend's parents for a very nice quiet dinner. Not traveling anywhere, not doing much,
0: just chilling. Much the same. I was I was recently asked if I had any travel plans for the holidays and I said, "Yes." Bed, couch, couch, kitchen, couch maybe the bathroom every once in a while, couch, kitchen, bed. So that's uh, that's where I'm going for the holidays and I uh, am looking forward to it greatly. That is all the time we have. Roger Waters and I are gonna get out of here. As always, my name is Dan Taylor, yours is not. Roger Waters is one heck of a bass player and we are out of here. Ciao, ciao, have a
1: good weekend.